0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the ICCI podcast. As you know, in the last two episodes of the podcast, I focused on the cultural identity dimension of the individual cross-cultural interactions model. In this podcast, I'm going to spend a couple minutes more deeply exploring the other key dimension of the ICCI model, which is the cross-cultural approach dimension. So I noted in the last episode that it is important not to interpret another person's words and actions through your own cultural lens. Um, this is something that we can all do without, without thinking about it, without being conscious of it. But it's important to remind ourselves that, as I mentioned in, in the last episode, Cultural values um, often lie beneath our interactions with other people. Uh, And it's especially important to be cognizant of your own cultural values and what the cultural values of the other person with whom you're interacting might be, especially when you sense that that person is in some way culturally dissimilar from you. Uh, It's also important to keep in mind that your words and actions um, and the other person's words and actions form one key aspect of the cross-cultural approach dimension. So this is uh, the behavioral aspect of the cross-cultural approach dimension. We tend to notice uh, the words a person uses, Um, we perhaps notice um, their body language, but It can be easy to miss the other two aspects of the cross-cultural approach dimension, uh, the cognitive aspect and the emotional aspect. And this is important both in terms of our awareness of what we're thinking uh, in terms of the cognitive aspect, what we're feeling in terms of the emotional aspect, and also uh, imagining what the other person might be thinking and what they might be feeling as well. So, you notice that I'm using the word might when I'm referring to the other person in your interaction. And I'm using that word very intentionally because we, of course, can never fully know or understand another person's perspective or what their experience of the interaction with you, with yourself, is like. Um, so, uh, That's why it's so important to spend some time generating multiple possibilities. Um, The act of thinking broadly about uh, what thoughts and feelings might have been occurring for that other individual gets your, your mind into a space where you're not making assumptions about the other person and you're thinking about uh, possibilities. Now, the goal of this type of exercise is not to reach some firm conclusion about what that other person must be thinking or what they must be feeling, but it's simply to exercise that muscle in your brain uh, and giving at least some thought in your interactions to where the other person might be coming from. So I'll also say that while it's very important to spend some time thinking about where that other person might be coming from, the research shows that it's um, really essential to start with yourself, as I've noted in other episodes. Um, This is in the empirical research. It's supported certainly by my own and others' experiences, including feedback that I've gotten from participants and workshops that I've had the chance to facilitate. As I noted just a minute ago, using this idea of exercising this muscle in your brain, the more you practice this kind of reflection, the more it will become part of your typical response to cross-cultural interactions, um, both during and or after the interaction. So I've mentioned a couple times that there is a example scenario on the website iccimodel.com And my hope is that that scenario, when you take a look at it, will provide a detailed example um, of how this kind of reflective thinking can work in a real-world scenario. Thanks so much for listening to this fourth episode of of the podcast. As always, I welcome your comments and questions at matthewlawsongood at gmail.com, and take care.